0: Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed, for the depressed. I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Lindsay. And we have a special guest here. It's Ren. Hey guys.
0: <laughs> welcome, Wren. Uh, how are you holding up?
2: Uh, today was pretty good. Uh, it's one of those things where after you're asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> oh, Stop actually, <laughs>
1: yeah, I stress, stress cleaned my entire room today. So I feel I feel okay about that.
0: Good cleansing.
1: I think the thing about this question is we're so used to people saying like, How are you? And the the answer is supposed to be I'm fine. Yeah. Mm. And when someone is genuinely asking how you are, you have to
2: to take a minute. Like, I'm fine was on the tip of my tongue. And then I remembered a previous episode, we were like, I actually have to think about it. And I was like, Wow, I actually had to think about (laughs) this for (laughs) a second. I don't like checking in with my body. How are you holding up, Chris?
0: Um. Well, I'm doing okay. Uh, I had a had a nice little movie night, uh, which you were both at. Yes, we and were. that was super fun. Uh, we watched Die Hard, which is a Christmas movie. Of
1: course. <laughs> Happy Do- holidays!
0: Don't DM me. Don't DM me. Uh. So we we had a great time. Had some pizza. It was just a nice chill night. Yes, Lindsay. How are you holding up?
1: I am doing pretty well. I'm gearing up to travel, and that's always a little stressful. Yes, um, but otherwise, I'm. I'm trucking along. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait for our spinoff show. How are you trucking?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting ready to travel too, which is why I stress clean today. So I think we're kind of in the same Yeah, <laughs> I decided
1: the other day to like stress clean the kitchen that had nothing to do with my room. Mm-hmm. Not, like, I have all these things I should be doing. And instead of doing those things, I'm like, I'm going to go wipe down the floors in my kitchen. Then rather deal with my other problems. I'm clean. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, Lord.
0: So before we move on, first, uh, Ren, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Just like who you are, and what you do?
2: Oh, geez. Okay. So I am a writer and an actor and a previous model, which we're going to talk about in a mm. little bit. Yep. <laughs> um, just I, I'm friends with Lindsay. I've known yes. her since early, early college. And yes. through her, I have met you, Chris. And that's pretty much it. Just a girl in L.A., Trying to survive.
1: And you've dealt with depression and anxiety and body image issues.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I think, Lindsay, we bond over a lot is we've had a lot of similar experiences in terms of being raised in childhood and our depression and our anxiety really sync up. So we're able to talk about it a lot.
0: Yes. So that brings us to our topic tonight. We are going to talk about body image and body dysmorphia. Yay! Hey, just, in guys. Time.
1: <laughs> just, in time just in time for the
0: new year, because yes. this episode is probably going up, I think, at uh, New Year's Eve, so that's going to be super fun. Yes,
1: yeah, so that whole, uh, you know, new year, new me.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: I'm already uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the best motto to go into a new year with, but you know what? What is?
1: So yeah, with the whole body image thing, I think uh, the big... <sighs> elephant in the room that we all deal with is the media, right? Mm. Um, It's constantly thrown at us what we're supposed to look like, the best body types. And and then you hear from these people who are supposedly the best body types, actors and models, and you hear the horror stories of what they do to themselves to make themselves feel like they can look that way. And then just the enormous amount of Photoshop that happens anyway afterwards.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's incredible how, how, how uh, on both sides, by the way, we're going to talk about men and women yes. with body image, but uh, starting off, of course, the differences in seeing portrayals in popular culture, mm-hmm. such as the aforementioned actors, actresses, yeah. models, and whatnot, and just portrayals in social media mm-hmm. in general.
1: Well, now it's becoming a big thing with Instagram, people following these people, thinking, well, this is what I want, you know, body goals. Yeah,
2: every time I go on Instagram, I just get depressed about everybody's bodies and these fabulous lives they're leading. And I know it's not real. I know those girls have cellulite, but <laughs> I don't see it. And then I look at myself, and I'm like, oh, I could, I could be better, you know? So it's, it's always
1: there in the back of your mind. You can't escape from it now. Yeah, no, you can't. And I think as a woman, um, I was raised by uh, the generation of, you know, you, you keep your body up because um, that's your worth. And it's not fair to your man if you gain the weight, Mm. or um you look a certain way and i was raised by somebody who really tried to keep herself up and really tried to go to dance classes all the time and you know work out and you know Lindsay you don't need three slices of pizza two slices of pizza will do just fine
0: Mm. but (laughs) did she do that for herself or did she do that as a sort of maintaining appearances no
1: she did that i mean it wasn't like a healthy thing i think it was to feel like she was marketable i don't know it's a, it's I don't a, know, right? I don't know. Yeah. That's a very personal thing. No, of course.
0: Everybody. But would you say like cuz we've all in this room I think gone through our various transformations, both good and bad.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
0: various methods that we have used to do those yes. transformations. So I I want to I want to bring up this is one of my favorite transformation comments. It was a uh, uh, Rob, the guy who plays uh, Mac in It's Always Sunny, uh-huh. had his transformation from like insanely fat to insanely ripped. Yeah. And he made a comment on Instagram. Where he says, Look, it's not that hard. All you need to do is lift weights six days six days a week, stop drinking alcohol, don't eat anything after 7 p.m., don't eat any carbs or sugar at all. In fact, just don't eat anything you like. Get the personal trainer from Magic Mike, sleep nine hours a night, run three miles a day, and have a studio pay for the whole thing over a six to seven month span. I don't know why everyone's not doing this. It's a super realistic lifestyle and an appropriate body image to compare oneself to. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. So that's the thing we all, I think a lot of people forget is a lot of actors and models, they're being paid mm-hmm. to do this. This is their life, and it's not necessarily I think attainable. It's,
2: it's not, and I think it's also hard when you don't have a predisposition to want to exercise. Like, that's what I've lived with my entire life is when I was a kid, my meals were kind of controlled. Like, I couldn't eat after a certain time, and my portions were controlled, but... I didn't have any extracurriculars. I hated exercising. And so it's one of those things where I could be totally toned and I, I'm just not going to do it. Every time I try to work out, it either gets overwhelming to me and it makes me anxious. Like Mm -hmm. I have to do this every single day for three months in order to look like what I think I should. And so I'm just going to stop now before I even try.
1: Right. You just like get overwhelmed by the whole thing. I, yeah.
0: No, everyone in my family is also overweight. I come from a family of, like, overweight people, so it's genetically speaking very much against my body type. Mm. So the fun thing is, though, that I have had two major weight losses in my life where I went from, like, 185 to 150 back to 195 down to 140 back up to where I'm at now, which is about 225. And my goal will be back to 150 again because that was where I was the happiest and the healthiest. All these times that I did this weight loss, thousands of dollars in personal training and meal planning and all of the stress that went with it. I was eating on average 1,200 calories a day or less Mm. in order to get those results. Mm. And so afterwards, as soon as it was back to, you know, life as usual, boom. Back on, all the weight, immediately.
1: Now, would you say most of your life you spent... Because body image is interesting. If I think if you spend most of your life in a thin body, you start having a certain idea of what you look like and, you know, who you are. Mm-hmm. And would you say that most of your time being in your body, you were thinner or in shape?
0: Yes, absolutely. Or at least I was thin. Uh, the entirety of my, like, adolescence yeah. into my teenage years... I I started ninth grade. I was probably like five foot eight and a hundred and twenty pounds or and something you were very like that. Thin when I, met I you. was rail thin, yeah, yeah, because I hadn't discovered that what good food was. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> that's what I blame. <laughs> I raised by Norwegians and Irish folk.
1: Oh no,
2: uh-huh. not exactly
0: the plumpest majority.
2: Just have some Italian food and
1: you're happy.
0: <laughs> oh, exactly. As soon as I'm introduced to flavor and seasoning, like oh my goodness. Food doesn't have to suck.
1: When I was, uh, yeah, growing up, you know, when I was a little kid, I was a little bit tubby. And um, I had a mom who always wanted to point that out. And so it became this thing Uh of, like, keeping in shape and keeping thin. Also portion controls like you, Ren. And then, like, you need to be pretty. And so, and I got real thin in high school.
0: You were. Because,
1: yeah, like where I remember putting on a strapless dress and it just fell off of me. It wouldn't even stand up on my body anymore. I lost about I think 30 pounds in 3 months. And that was around the time of the, the um I had a really bad breakup and the abuse started with my father.
0: Mm.
1: And um and that's yeah and that it just was so painful and so scary and so difficult that I just I I guess, you know, it's, uh, I wanted things to end, but I didn't want to end it. So I stopped eating. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And so I became anorexic without knowing that I was anorexic.
2: Yeah. I went through a similar experience where I was anorexic and I had no idea. And I've spent my whole life being skinny and wishing I were skinny. Uh, And then a couple years ago, I went through this horrible breakup, went through a horrible horrible depression I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't leave my bed. The last thing I did was eat. And it went on for, what would you say, two, three months?
1: Yeah, three months. And
2: I lost a good 15 pounds. And on my frame, I'm very short. I'm like 5'3". I looked a lot different. And people were concerned about me. But I finally felt like I looked how I always should have looked. And I've gained the weight back since then, but I just live with this feeling like, oh, if I skip a few meals this week, maybe I'll start to look more like I used to when I was unhealthy. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I remember when I was on the last weight loss journey that I had gotten to, I I bottomed out at around 138, was about the thinnest I got, where I was starting to get people commenting on the... You should be eating more and Mm. you look unhealthy. And I, I personally, I was exercising like four or five times a week under duress. But the other, the thing that really pushed it was I was not eating. I was eating one meal a day, if that, Mm. and it was usually like, it was, I remember very specifically taking photos of like, here's my meal at lunch. It's an apple, a package of tuna and a bottle of water. Yeah. And that was my that was my lunch for the longest time. And so do going through that kind of like starvation, like it, it really with you. Yeah. No and it's
1: like this weird, enjoyable self punishment. And then you see results on your body. Yes. And it is almost this catharsis. And I remember because I was also exercising a lot when I was just like not eating. And I actually had I had to go to the hospital because um my everything was just all messed up and I wasn't going to the bathroom enough because I wasn't eating enough. And that was like, and it kind of has health, I think it impacted me today even like my digestive system is all off.
2: Oh yeah. Mm. Like I still haven't been able to eat a really good full meal since that time without like getting nauseous. Like mm. food is too much for me now and I'm still getting through that.
0: But... Yeah. You feel like your stomach is just overwhelmed by the yeah. amount of food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I remember feeling that too. And it 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 contract it like contrasted against my normal innate desire to overeat yeah. as self therapy, yeah. like a sort of I deserve this, I should be able to enjoy this meal, this place before me. I'm so treat I'm, myself. I'm a treat myself. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So doing that when self care
2: becomes self damage.
0: Yep. <laughs> Amen to that. So so as you've gotten older, have you have you seen changes in those thoughts and feelings in terms of like how it affects you as you're growing older?
1: I think the curse for a lot of girls is as you get older, you start. And I don't know if you all feel this way, but I certainly do. I feel as though or I went through a time where I felt as though I was expiring, like my Mm -hmm. worth was becoming smaller and smaller because I was getting older And so my body change, you know, your body changes. You're not going to have the body you have when you were 18 years old. Um, And even if you are really healthy and working out, your body is still going to be different. The bones change, everything changes. So I think I had to go through sort of a couple of depressions in my twenties where I gained a lot of weight and I didn't recognize myself in pictures or I felt like, Oh my, like I wasn't fitting into the clothes that I used to. And I, but I kept them around anyway. Yeah. And then that kept me more depressed because I couldn't I didn't look good in anything that I owned, but I didn't want to get rid of it.
2: I'm in the trenches of that right now. I'm twenty-seven. I've gained weight since what I believe still is my best weight a few years ago when I was anorexic. So I'm heavier than I think I should be, even though I'm skinny. Like I know it and I don't know at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then my skin's losing elasticity. I'm starting to finally see like lines on my face. And I live in constant fear that by the time I meet my forever partner, they're not going to have memories of me when I looked my best, like the term expiring. Like I feel that deeply right now.
1: And why do you think that matters, that they won't see you? And why do you think that that was your best? Like, what if when you meet them, let's say you meet them when you're 30, yeah. and you're even five pounds heavier than you are now, and you're just radiantly beautiful to that person, but to you...
2: It's like that perfectionism that I I know a lot of people have, but I especially have. It's if I'm not perfect, I feel like I'm not worthy. And I'm starting to reach an age where... Some things are becoming out of my control, mm-hmm. or I'm going to start needing to get preventative work done or plastic surgery in order to feel perfect again. But then that just kind of erases a little bit of your humanity, too. Like, there's mm-hmm. something beautiful about not having work done, so.
1: And I think um, I know some of you guys are in places where that's just not normal, but we're in Los Angeles. (laughs) Oh, it hurts being in. Everyone gets work done. Like, oh, Botox that starts around like twenty, early twenties, just to preventative lines. You know, and that
2: was taboo to me. I grew up in Northern California. I moved out here like five years ago, and having work done at all was shocking to me. Mm -hmm. And now it's normalized. Now it's like, oh, I passed twenty five. I should have had Botox two years ago. What am I
1: doing? I'm letting myself go. Yeah. Letting yourself go. What a term. What about you, Chris, as you've gotten older?
0: Well, as I've gotten older, I've kind of felt, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of things that as a guy that are more worrisome than, than I feel for women, such as like going bald or, you know, not so much the wrinkles. Cause I've always had this weird pride in like my dark under eyes. Like that's just <laughs> something that I've always been like, yes. These have seen some things and I could just relate to them on a personal issue of like, yes, my tired eyes. They reflect my tired soul. So I, ju- I just embrace them at this point. But like things where I see the muscle deterioration, oh. I see, I see, you know, I'm looking for pants that are more comfortable than fashionable. Ooh, you I know. feel that <laughs> it's like things like that where I I, I don't like the direction that my physical body is going. And then I get into a wonderful little loop, a little psychological loop of, Well then do something about it. I'd like to do something about it, but it hurts to do stuff about it. Well then you should do stuff about it so that it doesn't hurt to do stuff about it. But then it, and then my brain like leaks out of my ears.
1: It's a difficult balance that I'm also trying to have of I want to be healthy, but I also want to love the body that I'm in now. Mm -hmm. Like how can you look at your body and say, this is not a perfect body, but I love this body and I can get healthier or I can maintain or I might gain a little weight, but I will still love this body. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? I, am,
2: I think you're better at that than I am. I'm unhappy with my body every second of the day. Mm-hmm. I fix, I choose things to fixate on, and when I think they're better, then I find other things to fixate on. And it's a constant cycle.
0: Same. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: for me, I, like I told you guys, I gained a lot of weight, I've been very, very thin, and I've been, um, and I, I wouldn't say that I was, I've, I've never been like, what you would say, quote unquote, fat or obese. But um, for myself, I felt really heavy, and like it hurt for me to move and stuff. And it just came to a place where um, I was fortunate to have partners at the times when I was really heavy where they just absolutely adored me. And to try to see myself through somebody else's eyes and then still recognize that I'm worthy of love, even if I don't feel like, oh, I'm not the most gorgeous I've ever been. It's like, that doesn't really matter if you're a good person and you're doing all these other things that are beautiful. Like your physical form, it's going to age and having to accept it. And I'm a little bit older than Loren. And so accepting certain things of just letting, practicing, letting it go. Mm-hmm. And that's been helpful for me with the self-love thing. Yeah.
2: I also feel like with dating apps now, I'm, I've been in the dating culture for a couple years now. And it's, you have to look in person how you look in those photos yes and you have to maintain that and you have to be marketable especially in LA and so it's one of those things for me it's it's so much about appearances before personality because you're meeting complete strangers Mm. I feel like if I'm not my best physically then I'm not even gonna swipe right
1: you know what I mean I feel like if I look too perfect people will um Like, I just want to be very much me. I don't want to be constantly feeling like I'm trying to be something else. I want someone who's going to accept how I am. And then if I lose weight, like, great, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if they're not going to accept it, then fuck it. I have great friends and I have a great life and I can do things for myself. But that... And, you know, I'm wondering, though, Ren, if if it has to do with the difference of social media. Like, you were always... You're a little bit younger than I was, and I think you were raised more with social media than Mm -hmm. I was, and you were always more of a presence on Instagram, or you followed more. And I just never have been as much. Yeah. And And I wonder if that had an effect.
2: Oh, 100%. And the more I get into it, the worse I feel about myself. Uh, Like, when... The MySpace days. Yeah. There wasn't a lot about how you looked. No, it wasn't. Uh, The Facebook days. It wasn't really a whole lot. A little bit more. But but, like what
1: you're doing instead of your food. Yeah, but
2: I just got really into Instagram the last couple years, and that's when I really started thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe I can get a public following, but got to be perfect.
0: Mm. Yeah. I've been avoiding dating apps during this time of my life, specifically for the thing, because, like, I had the situation of, being in the same relationship both times that I went through both transformations. And so my partner at the time saw me, we met met at my best, at like my peak physical form. And then I let myself go because of like various horrible events that had occurred over that first year or so. And then I immediately turned it around. was like, nope, let's do this again. I've got the confidence. I've got the ability to change my life. I can tackle whatever is fucking thrown at me. And then I did it, and I went unhealthy, and then took that same mentality into the complete opposite direction. So now I'm in a state where I'm single again. I'm starting to feel better about myself, but, yeah, no, I'm not that feeling better about myself where I feel like I could expose this to anyone in the world. And And it's a weird thing where I'm just like, I notice going years between like changing profile photos on Facebook and stuff like that Mm. or any sort of social media presence where I'm like no nobody's going to see this change I'm the only one who gets to see it except for the people who see me literally every day (laughs) in my fucking life (laughs) so I just don't want any records of this time of my life which is weird
2: that's a weird yeah Yeah. I think with LA too this is very LA specific Mm -hmm. with dating apps especially you're competing against other women which always sucks but in LA you're competing against women who have had work done and mm-hmm. spent thousands of dollars to look better than you. anyone could be naturally or you go to the bar with your girlfriends and the guys who are talking to girls like are going after the girls who have the big butt, the big lips, the big boobs yeah. and it's all manufactured and so it's, it's almost
1: bad to be natural here because it's our culture here. I think it's really interesting. It's a good point that because it's becoming so normal for those things, it's actually now becoming something that is expected of you. And uh, I was watching and I was telling you guys an episode of Try Guys. Oh, yeah. And they did um, a Photoshop episode and they did, you know, each one of them uh, took on a photo shoot that was done, like, for underwear was one of them. Um, the Kim Kardashian shoot where she, like, has her butt way out. She's barely wearing anything. or No, she was naked, I think. She was naked. She was She's naked. naked. Mm-hmm. And so, and then watching them try to do it, and like all they talk about all the pre work that you have to do before you even go into the shoot, and then all the makeup you have to do already on the makeup that you've had put on you, Mm -hmm. and then going in and then having to get into these really weird angles and have the lights just a certain way to highlight parts of your body that you would never sit that way, Mm -hmm. and then the Photoshop that they have afterwards. And the most interesting part for me was. Uh, one of the guys saw his, his body. He's like, oh, my God, after, you know, after the photo the Photoshop had been done to it. And then one of the other gentlemen said, oh, my gosh, the more I'm looking at it, the more normal it's becoming yeah. in my brain. It no longer looks weird to me that you are, like an alien-looking being. There's no possible way you can have no pores like that. (laughs) It's it's
2: impossible. And that's what happened to me when I was modeling when I was younger is I was always stoutly, I'm not going to be photoshopped. I'm going to be a real, like a real girl. And then the photographer would send me pictures and he would send me the originals and the photoshopped ones. And I found myself loving the photoshopped ones and despising how I naturally looked, even though I knew it wasn't bad. And I had even had photographers... Tell me that I photoshopped quote unquote fat and that they needed to fix my body. And once I moved here, I couldn't even get work because I'm five three and I'm a normal weight, and there's no way either of those would get me work. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? <laughs>
0: Ugh, we live in a shit city sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
1: But I think one of the things that helped me is remembering how I felt when I was really thin. And I was getting compliments from people about how good I looked. And because I was dancing all the time and I wasn't eating. And I was really, really thin. I was like, I could go out and act thin. And I didn't feel very feminine. I didn't have really any breasts and I didn't have a butt. And talk about a thigh gap. I mean, my legs didn't touch at all. And I looked at... I that moment so clearly because this dress I had wanted so badly, the the um, strapless one. And it was polka dotted and it was so cute. And I remember I had been waiting and waiting for it to be thin enough to wear it and I put it on and it didn't even stay on my body. It fell off. And looking at my sickly body and having this moment where I was actually seeing my body for what it was. And I started to sob and I was just exhausted all the time. And I think that weird thing happens with biodysmorphia dysmorphia where you don't see yourself. Even if you're looking in the mirror, you can't see yourself and pictures don't really look like you. And it's so bizarre. But anyway, when I remember how I felt that thin, I take away the fact that it doesn't matter how thin you are, how in shape you are, or how big you are, or how unhappy with your body. If you're not happy with yourself, you're not going to be happy. It's mm-hmm. true.
2: And... I've been thinner and I've been bigger and I can say I'm not happy either way I will always like I said earlier find something to focus on mm-hmm. so when I was really thin I lost my breasts and so I was like I look like a boy I got to gain weight then I gained the weight and I'm like I don't have a thigh gap anymore and my face got bigger I'm not happy this way either so it's like it has to come from within
1: it has to and that just takes work and and uh you know, therapy. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. I, I didn't really go to therapy for the body image. No. So I had to work on that on my own, really. And Ren helped me a lot, having a, a friend to talk about those issues. Yeah.
2: And just like you don't look that way, and I have a weird, I have a round face, and I have a weird thing where I focus on how big my cheeks are. And Lindsay just has to tell me a lot, like you don't look weird. And <laughs> we just tell each other, you know what, you're gorgeous.
1: You're
0: beautiful.
2: You're beautiful. Nothing needs to change.
0: Well, you're both beautiful in my eyes. Oh,
1: oh thanks, Chris.
0: <laughs> no, compliment me. No, no uh, it's it's really, honestly, it is very important to have that kind of social like friend group to be able to pull you out of your own. I was gonna say ass, but no, you got to pull yourself out of your own headspace. <laughs> yes, just because like when you get stuck on that war path against yourself, especially, you you find yourself and critiquing everything about you yeah. and you can sit there and you can spend your whole life focusing on that it, it just sometimes if you're unhappy that's the real issue there
1: and i, th- I think it's incredibly empowering to know you can
0: mm-hmm.
1: be okay with yourself yeah
0: and
2: you are worthy
1: yes and practicing that worthy feeling with yourself and that negative self catching yourself with those negative self talk you know or the obsession like if you keep looking at a certain photo and thinking god I look so fat in that okay time to do something else don't look at that anymore because that negative self talk isn't going to help anything find a photo that you love of yourself like I'm beautiful or look at a photo of yourself that you don't like and be like you know what I look so happy in this I'm I'm fucking radiant
0: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And just embracing that. And that you're so much more than what you look like. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm
2: afraid to get caught on camera when I'm not in a good angle for my face or my body. Like, that's how painfully aware of everything I am. Like, if there, someone's bringing out a camera, it's, it's no longer fun, happy friendship time. It's, okay, how do I look the best for this photo right now? Because I don't want to see this going on Facebook later when I look... Like I have a moon face. It feels like
1: you must it just, that just sounds... It's exhausting. Exhausting. That mm-hmm. just sounds like you are stuck in an awful cage and you are the only person who can get you out. Like no matter how much I tell you how beautiful you are, you're, it's...
2: And I know that no one's as critical of me as I am. Yeah. So I know if I look at one picture, I'm like, oh, I look like a troll. And then another person looks at the picture like, oh, you look great. I'm like, do I? Oh. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's very unfortunate. <laughs> God's... No, I I mean, I I feel the same way in terms of my own photos. Like, I just can't look at photos of me. Yeah. Period. I just refuse to. Yeah. I'm like, if somebody tags me on a photo on Facebook, I'm like, cool.
1: Cool. Thanks. Do you ever untag yourself? I sometimes I Ooh, untag I tag do. myself. I'm guilty.
0: <laughs> I've never untagged myself unless it was at a place that I was like, no, I don't want to be tagged there. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's fair. But not because fair. of what you Not look
0: because like. of what I looked like. No, no. I, I, at that point, I'm like, well, I'm not doing it. Fuck it.
1: So how does your body dysmorphia present itself? Or well, do you have it?
0: I feel like I do because I, I have it sometimes in both directions where I'll like, I'll feel a weird confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, yeah, I'm still a thin guy. And I go, wait. No. Oh, did we I'm not. we didn't
1: tell them what body dysmorphia is? Oh. <laughs> let's catch you up. <laughs>
0: so in case you were unaware about what body dysmorphia is, well, this is gonna be a little late in the podcast, but let's let's discuss that real quick. <laughs> body dysmorphic disorder. Uh is very specifically if you see something in yourself, in your appearance that you don't like that you may exaggerate exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you may see, for example, you may see that think that you've got a big nose or something. But to you, that nose looks like Cyrano de Bergerac or something, where it's Jeez. gigantic and horrifying. But to everybody else, they're like...
1: Oh, it's charming and it's your face.
0: Yeah, it's your face. Or they won't even notice it at all, it's which is the him. most yeah. important That's part.
1: That's something I think I've noticed. It's me and my you. moon face. Shh. <laughs> 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 I have been told I have a moon face. My, my face is like twice the size of your face. You have large, feminine Cheeks. cheekbones and a chiseled jaw. This is how it goes.
0: <laughs> the, the, this is exactly how it goes. I, on the other hand, sit there and just go, I have no jawline. And the moment that I sit and think about it too long, I'm like, oh, well, nope. I'm just, I can't grow a beard to compensate for it either. So <laughs> white these, are, boy these are these are white boy problems. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> Oh, and then add aging to it. So it's like if you have a fuller face and then, you know, gravity kicks in, then you've got cheeks that turn into jowls.
1: Mm. That's fun.
0: These are all yeah. fun things.
1: <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Welcome to our thought patterns, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't been aware, we're all fucked up, <laughs> including just... Nobody in this world gets out of it without no. feeling anything like There's this. There's always something. There's I, always yeah. something. I would
1: like to bring up something that I found absolutely horrifying. Okay. Oh, no. um, and it has to do with um, lady bits. Mm. So I was listening to um, some, uh, I guess, plastic surgeons discuss... What the most popular surgeries are right now
0: Oh I know what you're going around. and
1: yeah. the most popular surgeries right now are um, basically reconstructing labioplasties. yeah yeah labia so re- they basically reconstruct your labia to look smaller. to cut it and what can that do that can make you lose sensitivity mm-hmm. that can lead to infections mm-hmm. and all kinds of problems that can lo- lead to just basically like, issues urinating and having sex having it become painful then because it's just not normal. it can
2: be like female circumcision it's It's basically yeah it's
1: not good and the reason this is happening is because of porn porn girls thinking that this is what their bodies are supposed to look like and it's just that goes back to the media thing where it's and i think men have the same issue of like my penis isn't large enough i can't have sex and they have intimacy issues mm. or yeah Mm -hmm. but i think it's just
0: i'm not dorito shaped
1: Yeah, Yeah, the Dorito shape.
2: I'm not a fan of the Dorito. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That heralds to the uh, mom bod versus dad bod. Oh, God.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) One's
2: acceptable socially and one's not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a reason that there is a, 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 a difference in the phrasing. You'll hear about MILFs. You'll never hear too often about DILFs. That's not a thing. Dad bod is just a weird understanding that, like, yeah, if this guy has a little bit of a pot belly, but he's still got, like, that attraction, I guess? I don't know what it is. You want
1: to know who uh, everyone kind of fell in love with? With Stranger Things? I love him. Yes. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the, the officer. officer. Yeah. Hops? Yes, off, Good, good memory.
0: Mm. Uh, Officer
1: Hops dad bod for days, and all the girls were like, <laughs> we were in a group chat, and I was like, oh my god, I love his dad bod. Okay, I've never heard a guy look at like kind of a chubby, cute like mom figure on a TV show and be like. Those
0: love handles, though. Those
1: mom, <laughs> those mom jeans, how they flatten out her those, ass. Yeah,
2: those wibbly wobbly upper arms. Oh man,
0: mm-hmm. you know it gets me hot saddlebags. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> saddlebags and cellulite. My next CP.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a weird double standard though, I, and I, I never I never liked it.
1: Yeah. So what can we do to change these things?
0: No, well, for one, we could all be nicer to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Start
1: with yourself and then work outwards to your community.
0: Yeah, I mean that we we we're making a little fun here, but no, seriously. Yeah. All of these little voices that we hear constantly telling ourselves, especially, it's it's impossible for us to like move past ourselves when we are our own worst enemies. Yeah. As Ren so perfectly put it. Yes. It's it's so incredibly detrimental to ourselves. And then we take that We spread it to everyone around us.
1: Yeah, because you're holding yourself to a certain standard. And then you, you know, I know girls sometimes can be really nasty to other girls about this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. Or like the first thing you want to say is like, oh, my ex is dating a new girl, but she's not nearly as pretty as I am. Like that mentality of putting down a woman because of what she looks like.
2: I find myself trying to look better to please women than I do men. I don't know if if we're rough on each other.
0: See, guys are so completely the opposite of that. Where, like, we if we're going to put each other down, it's going to be in a camaraderie sort of way. Where it's like, hey, man, how's that gut? Boom. We're going on that six pack, huh? Smack. It's like, yeah. But that's
1: six- not necessarily positive. I think some people, and some people get worse than others. I mean, oh, some people of course. Get, like, growing up heavy set must be very difficult. The
0: worst. As far as, like,. I've known plenty of folks, very close friends of mine, mm-hmm. who've got dysmorphia issues, and they they, they now, they are ripped and fucking beautiful. Did you feel it? Nope. Nope. Because they were the fat kid growing up.
1: Dating yeah. people, I've actually noticed that. I've dated some really good, attractive men, and they just had this incredibly low self-esteem and nervousness.
2: They, need to co- they and feel and like it came they need out, to compensate.
1: Yeah, and it came out that they were just, they've been really overweight and teased horribly, mercilessly. Mm-hmm. So what can we do? Uh, standing up for each other. Yeah. Standing up for yourself, you know, practicing it. And, and I know that for a lot of us, it's a parent that installs those, you know, unhappinesses in us.
0: If it isn't a parent, it's your friends, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Any, any peer group that really wants to just like stipulate here, you know, that kind of mean girls yeah. thing of like, here's how you look. Yeah. And if you deviate from the look, you will be ostracized. Yeah. It, it happens in guys too. Sometimes it's weird.
1: And I I think it's important that we do this, especially for the next generation who are growing up with so many different ways to modify how they look online, just with the, you know.
2: Yeah, like Facetune, filters, Photoshop. Like, it's so easy to alter yourself
1: now. Yeah. So they all feel like, my little sister always makes fun of herself for, like, looking like a potato. And she's beautiful. But she really doesn't believe that she's pretty. Mm. And I think um, we owe it to each other to like start taking care of this now because social media is so like look at how fast this has grown what's going to happen in the next 20 we're all going to look
2: exactly the same have you read the series the uglies because (laughs) it's what's going to happen but i like when i'm feeling especially down about myself i i try to look at myself in the mirror and not focus on what i don't like but rather praise myself for what I do like and if physically nothing's making me happy that day, I give my comp- give myself compliments about myself, like my oh, personality, nice. what I've achieved that day, because it all comes down to what you say to
1: yourself. Yes, yes. What about you, Chris?
0: I think my biggest thing is that I often need reminders mm-hmm. that... When, when I'm, when I'm on like a health kick and I feel good about myself, there there's, I just need to be reminded that I'm doing it for the right reasons sometimes that I'm doing it because I want to be healthier, not because I want to look better. I'm doing it because I, I genuinely enjoy being healthy. And that I'm not just punishing myself for doing unhealthy things. Yes. Which is often the trap that one can fall into, especially when you hate exercise like all three of us do. It
2: always
1: feels like a punishment. And then just the cyclical anxiety of having to start it. But finding something that you enjoy doing with other people, like, I think that just putting more time and effort into that. Finding beautiful hikes or finding a dance class that you go to with your friends.
0: I was just
2: going to say dance. Like, even, I mean, clubs aren't everyone's thing, but... Dancing in a house with your friends, listening to music that yes. you like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, I, I I, I don't know. I like when I have a structured exercise or something. Yeah. I love hiking, too. It don't depends get on everyone's. So yeah, yeah, everybody's got a thing that I just, I feel like I need to be told what to do or else I'm going to get too in my head about, am I doing this right? Mm. Which is the worst part mm-hmm. of exercise for me. I'm like... This doesn't feel right. I must be doing it wrong. I should just stop doing it entirely. <laughs> and then the cycle begins.
2: Sometimes it hurts when
1: you're doing it right, though. So then that's just more anxiety. You don't know.
0: Oh, <laughs> them doms.
1: But just remember, regardless of what you look like, regardless of what people have told you, you are worth love and you're worth happiness. And who you are as a person is not what you look like.
0: Absolutely. Could not agree more. So, we
1: do have a body positive uh, Instagram we wanted to share.
0: Yes, I wanted to share uh, the Own It Babe, also known as Rini. Uh, She is amazing. She's been doing this for quite some time now. Uh, There's a link in the show notes to her Instagram.
1: We don't know her. We're just sharing. Nope, we are just, she
0: she, she just recently started her own podcast, uh, by the way, which I believe is just the Own It Babe podcast nice uh and yeah she's taught she talks about everything involved like she's got she's had eating disorders she's come back and forth from like anorexia and everything it's it's been an amazing journey that she's been on so give her a follow you know she is amazing and we absolutely love her around here
1: thank you guys so much for listening and thank you ren for joining us today thank you for having me
0: (laughs) would you like to plug anything before we head off you got anything to plug
1: I think we're... I like uh, the Own it Babe. I, think I do, that's too. A good all plugin. right.
0: Perfect. I love it. Go go check out the Own it Babe. <laughs> I'll cut all this out. <laughs> as for us, follow us on Instagram at hey Who Podcast, Like our Facebook page. If you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. Also, please, guys, don't forget to leave us a review on the iTunes store or whatever you are listening to us because they help us immensely.
1: Yes, they do. And as always...
0: Don't Don't tell us to to just get over it. it.